Welcome. Together we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances or you may already have a home and a car payment and you're struggling to get credit cards under control or you're getting a later start in life on saving for retirement. ReduceDebtIncreaseWealth.com is a podcast to educate those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. Mr. Chuck here. Here's the continuation of 60 simple things you do for your financial plan from 25 through 60, a continuation from last week's episode. 25. Shoot for the average by buying index funds with low fees. 26. Don't bother with individual stocks. Individual stocks is a fool's game. In order to do it well, it requires a ton of research and a lot of attention. Well, they just tell you to do stocks, but not individual stocks. So they're saying mutual funds, I guess. Buy some international investments too. Spread your risk. Put the rest of your investments in bonds and treasuries. That's called diversification. Maybe not treasuries, but at least bonds. Buy target date retirement funds within your retirement account. I kind of disagree with that. I think you could do better than those target date retirement funds. But if you don't have a financial advisor, that may be a way to go. Or if you have uh, through work, that may be one of your own choices. Number 30, get every possible dime of an employer matching in your 401k or 403b. Yep, I've been saying that forever. If you have a retirement plan offered through work, most likely your employer is doing some type of match. So make sure you're at least putting in the maximum amount that they're going to match. Number 31, make a meal plan at the start of each week. One busy mistake that busy, uh, busy people make is they don't have a clear path for where their meals are coming from during the week, leaving them to improvise on many weeknights. This kind of improvisation where there are no plans for dinner when you get off work and there are no plans for lunch during the workday usually ends up in extra expense in the form of restaurant meals, takeout, and convenient food. Oh, pretty good point. Never thought of that. A bit of time planning out meals for the week when you have time during the previous weekend can drastically cut your food expense because you know what you're having for each meal and can easily handle the necessary preparation. Yes, and uh, yes, you can do that. If you're really struggling to pay down debt, this is a good thing to do. Because before you go to work, you can prep it the night before and put it in a slow cooker, such as a roast. And when you get home from work, it's done and it smells good in the house and you're ready to eat. And, you know, it's all done. But you can't eat a roast every night. I mean, that may be Monday and Wednesday's meal, but now you got Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday to think about. You can always do something on your grill, like a, a brisket on Sunday and smoke it. And then that could be a couple meals through the week. So there's a lot of things you can do there to stretch your meal budget. It's definitely going to be cheaper to get your food through a grocery store than it is at a restaurant. 
Number 32, use your grocery store flyer to assemble that meal plan. So what they're saying is buy stuff on sale. 33, don't ever go shopping without a grocery list. So if you know what you're going to prepare for the week, only buy what you need to do those meals. That way you won't lose food to spoilage. Number 34, ignore advertising. We're bombarded with advertising from TV, radio, newspaper. No matter where you go, you're advertising. So don't pay attention to advertising. You just got to put it out. And you only need to look for things that you need to buy when you need it. And don't buy it because it's on sale because maybe you don't need it. 35, find hobbies don't that don't require an upkeep cost. Hmm. Many hobbies have an ongoing upkeep cost. Golf, for example, always requires new balls and more green fees. That's a good point. Many hobbies require you to constantly buy fresh supplies for making things. Well, it's fine to have some hobbies that require an upkeep. Try to discover ones that have small upkeeps or none at all. Get into things like geo catching or rock collecting or playing music on an instrument you already have okay 36 try anything and anything that's free in your community so for entertainment whatever is going on in your community that's at no cost maybe there's a free nature uh, hike where you can learn about different birds or something if it's free do it especially with children get them outside 37. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't choose a car to impress other people. Don't choose clothes to impress people. Don't choose gadgets to impress people. Why? Because they really won't impress them. The only thing that will impress someone about you is you. Yeah, don't try to keep up with the Joneses. That's the saying from my day and age. 38. Don't worry about how other people spend their money either. If you see someone driving an expensive car, don't use that as an excuse to feel jealous or tell yourself that you too need an expensive car. Yeah, I always wondered how people uh, could afford some of the cars they were driving, but I never fell into that trap. I guess I was uh, taught that way. Number 39, put in the time to build good, strong, lasting relationships. Having a life full of strong, personal, professional relationships will serve you well in every aspect of your life for the rest of your life. People in your life provide emotional, social, professional, spiritual, mental, and yes, financial support for almost anything you might want to do. Put in the time and build strong relationships by helping others, listening to what they're saying, offering support, and being involved with the community. Number four, 40. Review your financial career in your life once a week. This may be seem overly simple, but it has brought about counting transformation in my life. Once a week, I spend an hour reviewing the week that's gone by as well as thinking ahead to the week that has come and my long-term goals. So I guess he looks back to see how well he did in preparing his meals. And how he is doing and meeting his goals. I'd say once a week or every pay period. 
So if you get paid twice, so every two weeks, then review it every two weeks. 41, never play the lottery. Only thing you're doing is throwing your money away. It's a true waste of money. The same thing as going to a casino. The only person that wins at a casino is the casino. They or they wouldn't be in business. Number 42, find meaningful things to spend your spare time on. So a hobby, something you can do, taking care of your yard, things like that. Something that doesn't really cost you money, but things that don't look as taking care of yard as a chore that has to be done. Look at it as a hobby, something you enjoy doing. That's what I do. Doing a garden, planting flowers. 43. Start a side business doing the things you always wanted to do. Work on the side. Do things you wanted to do, whatever it is. And then if you can make money from it, well, that's good. If you don't make money from it, then I guess it's a hobby. 44. Watch less television. Average American watches five-hour television a day. If you can just take half that time and apply it to other life-enriching activities, not only will you build a better life yourself, probably one in which your earning potential is significantly increased, you feel better too and have fewer material desires. Well, if you watch less TV, you're going to get less advertising. And you got time to maybe improve your education on your career or other things that could help you down the road. Number 45, use the 10-second rule. Whenever you attempt it to splurge on something cheap, simply hold it in your hand for 10 seconds and ask yourself honestly whether you need it or not. Actually try to think of reasons why you shouldn't buy this item. Will it really help you towards your goals? Will you really gain enough value out of it to make it worth the cost? Usually, just 10 seconds will convince you you don't really need the item. And if something still passes the test, feel free to buy it. Well, then we got the 30-day rule. If it's something more expensive, for a more expensive item, you can draw the line between cheap and expensive where you please. Simply wait 30 days after your first serious impulse before buying the expense item, provided it's not essential or emergency need. Use that time to do a little research to make sure you actually want or will use the item and give it time to sit there and see if the desire dies down. You'll find that more often than not, you won't want the item after 30 days and also gives you time to find it at a better price, may I say, add. Number 47, shop first at low-end stores. Whether you're shopping Choose to make first run at low-end discount grocers, thrift stores, second-hand stores, and so on. Sure, it's unlikely that you're able to pick up everything you want there, but if you just knock a few items off your list at a bargain basement prices, then it's going to lower your overall spending by a notable amount. For example, I use Aldi as first-run grocery store when I have a big list, as there are several items I'll buy there before I go to other stores. Well, that's a good point. Number 48, cut back on convenient foods. Convenient foods mean any foods that's partly or wholly assembled or prepared for you to eat at home are virtually always overpriced and are usually incredibly unhealthy. 
You pay for the convenience of these foods, but not the quality of the ingredients or the bang for the buck. A lot of truth to that. 49. Cut back on drinking, smoking, soda, and other addictive habits. Well, that's a good point. Any substance you feel compelled to consume that doesn't fill a dietary need is not only an unnecessary expense that's draining your wallet, but likely damage your health as well as you're feeding an alcohol addiction, smoking, soda, coffee. Do you find it difficult to function without these things? Are you spending money constantly on things? Are you nodding your head? Yes, even reluctantly, it's a sure sign you need to cut back on a habit. I drink one cup of coffee a day. I don't hardly drink any soda. I don't smoke. Used smoke cigars. I don't do that anymore. And I only have alcohol, maybe one beer a month, if that. So yeah, I really cut back on those habits. Easier said than done. I'll give you that. Number 50. Make meals in advance on the weekends. I think we already covered this, but they're going over again. Valuable things you can do on the weekends is to make some meals in advance for the coming week or two and store them in the freezer. For example, you might make a batch of brisket burritos so that you have quick, tasty, healthy, inexpensive brisket breakfast for the coming weeks. You might make a quart quadruple batch of lasagna eating one dinner on Sunday and sticking the other three in the freezer. Now we're coming into common sense. 51. Use LED light bulbs. If you're still using the old incontestant light bulbs, if you still have some of those because you can't buy them anymore, they suck up the most energy. Switch to LEDs. They use the less energy. I'm still using the fluorescent light bulbs because they were the lesser energy user before LEDs. They hadn't gone out yet, so I'll replace them when they burn out. And I do have one LED light bulb. It's three years old. It's on a timer, so it gets used every day. Uh, more in the winter than in the summer because I cut the hours back in the summer because it's daylight longer. But I've already got three years out of it, so that's a pretty good lasting bulb and it hardly uses any electricity. Number 52. Price compare the grocery options in your area and choose the inexpensive one. I have found that grocery stores lead with loss items, meaning they advertise a certain liter product to get you to go to the store and they may sell it for less than they pay for it. That's to get you in the store, then they hope that you buy other things that they make more money on. Let's see, saying here, if you buy regular stuff, milk, bread, eggs, make a short list of 10 or 15 items you buy very frequently at grocery store. Visit different grocery stores over the course of your next several grocery shopping Note the price of these, and then add them up. You'll save money over the long run by shopping at whichever store has the lowest total on these items. However, it's a good thing to check every year or two. The stores tend to evolve their pricing schemes, and new competitors enter the market. I'm saying is every week that's going to change. Every two weeks that's going to change. It's never ending. I stick with the store I like the best, and I just keep going to the same store. Do what you need to do 
If you're really looking to save money, then every week just go to three different grocery stores and buy it at the best price you can find it. But don't drive back and forth multiple times because then you're wasting the money on gas and wear and tear on your car. Number 53. When you have a problem, try to fix it yourself. A lot of things in your home you can fix yourself. Leaky faucet, a toilet that continually runs. Probably needs a new plunger in there. You can go to the store and refix it. Don't call somebody. That Those are generally easy fixes. Water leak, running toilet. You can go online, YouTube, and learn how to fix about everything nowadays. So you could do a lot, even small electrical stuff, wiring, whatever. 54. Keep up with your car maintenance. Do regular oil changes. I used to do my own oil changes, but they're getting so cheap with everybody else doing them. I just go. I don't mess with it anymore. 55. Keep your tires properly inflated. You should check that at least once a month. Make sure you have. Because not only is low air in tires going to get you worse fuel mileage, it's going to wear out the tire faster. 56. Cancel your unused membership and subscription. I've already covered that in earlier episodes. It's part of setting up and creating a budget and reviewing your budget. 57. Eat leftovers and brown bag your lunches. Use your leftovers for your next day lunches. Makes a lot of sense. I used to do that. Truck driver, you can't do that too much because I'm gone for two or three days. No way to keep it or reheat it. 58. Use public transportation, especially if it can help you eliminate a car. Also, if you're paying to park, if you work in a downtown area and you're paying to park, time you add up the cost of a car, the maintenance on the car, and the parking, it's going to be cheaper to take public transportation. I know it's not convenient. It may not run the hours you want it to run, but that's the price you pay to save money and to reduce your debt. You got to cut back on everything. Number 59, share your dream and your mistakes with your partner. If you're married, make sure they know what you want to do in life and what spending mistakes or things you've done that maybe wasn't such a good idea. And number 60, remember this stuff will never make you happy. Happiness comes from within. All the stuff in the world won't buy you happy. But if you're happy inside, it doesn't take too much of anything to bring you joy. Never ever buy into the idea that owning something will make you happier than you are right now because it won't. The only way money can help is by reducing your stress and eventually improving your life options through improved financial security can only get there by being smart with your money. Final thoughts. These rules aren't hard and fast ultimatums designed to run your life, but little tools you can use to put yourself on better financial, professional, and personal track. Feel free to pick and choose among them and find the ones that work for you. And each of these can improve one situation. If you can and try to apply a lot of them in your life, the more positive direction you have, the faster your whole life will transform in a good way. So financial planning is 
keeping track of and control of your money. Money coming in and money going out. If you follow rule number one, spend less than what you earn, you pretty much have to do all those other rules to achieve that. Imagine he didn't mention that. So you don't want to be the person going out, I lost all my money, what happened? If you're saying that, if that's happened in your life, that means you didn't have a personal plan, financial plan. You weren't prepared. Financially prepared, mentally prepared, it all goes together. If you're wondering what all this has to do with reducing your debt, it all goes together. If you don't have a personal financial plan, if you don't have goals set up, written down would be preferred so you don't forget what they are. And review them once a year at least. You're never going to be able to achieve your goal of reducing your debt. It all has to do with managing your money which has to do with managing your spending. We're bombarded with advertising wanting you to buy everything in the world. If you watch TV, listen to the radio, read the newspaper, go online, wherever you are, you're bombarded with advertising and the only thing they want is your money. They want to get into your pocketbook. That's everybody else's goal. Your goal is to keep that pocketbook closed. It may sound like you're being cheap, but you're not. You're just setting yourself up to have a better overall life and to achieve the things that you want to achieve, not what others want to achieve. So keep that in mind. That's the end of another episode. I hope you found it useful. And if you'd like to share this episode with your friends, please do so. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to talk about in future episodes. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message. I'm more than glad to comply. To find my Facebook page, go to ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com and click on the Facebook icon to go to my Facebook website.